Welcome back. Hey, how y'all doing? Um, I hope that you have viewed the other episodes before you start on this one. But if you haven't, you have time to go back. Um, Today, 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 we're going to talk about don't lose momentum. Um, Don't lose momentum. We're going to come from Luke 13, uh, verse 6 through 9. And we're going to talk about uh, just simply when we get on a track of doing well or doing what God has called for us to do or when we get on the track of just um in a sense being okay or surviving sometimes you know uh, we get so comfortable with our success or comfortable with what's going right that we forget um to keep pressing forward and keep pushing um keep pushing for greater and so um we're gonna go to Luke 13 verse 6 through 9 and I'm going from the easy read translation of course easy to read version and it says Jesus told this story a man had a fig tree he planted it in his garden he came looking for some fruit on it but he found none he had a servant who took care of his garden so he said to his servant I've been looking for fruit on this tree for three years but I've never found any. Cut it down. Why should we waste the ground? But the servant answered, Master, let the tree have one more year to produce fruit. Let me dig up the dirt around it and fertilize it. Maybe the tree will have fruit on it next year. If it still does not produce, then you can cut it down. Okay, I love this story for many reasons. One being that, you know, there's always grace to get it together always grace to um, start over and try again Um, but what I love is God's like okay I'm not seeing anything from this tree and of course we can put ourselves in that position and call ourselves um, the tree but God is saying okay I'm not seeing anything from you I don't see you operating in the call I don't see you operating the gift that I've given you I I don't see you doing the things that I have commissioned you to do so I don't want to waste the ground i don't want to waste the position the opportunity if you're not going to produce nothing with it and of course we can take that in many forms that okay if i don't do what god say do all right he gonna move me out the way and give it to somebody else of course we've heard that all the time just you know being in church you know it whatever you don't lose you'll lose it um but i want to also put it in your in your ear that okay you're not producing anything but let's see why you're not producing it um let's really see and let's hone in on the things that are really stopping your growth stopping your ability to um become better do better and sometimes it can be something that you haven't even checked and so i want us to do a a check real quick um check your connections are they propelling you or are they bungee cords Okay, it looks like you're going somewhere fast, but you ain't going nowhere but down. And then you might pop back up a little bit, but at the end result, you're going to stay down. Are they bungee cords or are they propellers? Are these people or situations or jobs or um, things of that sort that are going to help you and not hinder you? Um, I always tell people you're going to go as far as your circle. Um if you don't have a circle, kudos to you. Been there in many seasons of my life where you don't have a circle. But if you have a circle, if you have 
a place of resource, whether it's people, whether it's a job, whether it's a certain atmosphere, whatever that is. Is it propelling you or is it make you be on some bungee cords and you lift off and go straight down? You know, like, where are you in that? So um, check those connections very quickly. You ain't got to tell me about it. I already know. <laughs> um, when you're the one actually doing the work and experiencing the opposition, it's easy for other people to put demands on how uh, you should do things. Uh, me sitting at home, you know, shouting at the TV, um, that's me cheering. Just for an example, if I see a game or if I see um, a TV show that I like, a reality show that I might like, I might be talking at home to the TV, but all I'm doing is cheering. Either I'm cheering or expressing my concern. But what happens when you have, have coaches in your life rather than cheerleaders? You have to be able to decipher the two. Do I have a cheerleader or do I have a coach? Because a coach is going to be in the game with you. The, the coach is going to labor with you in practice. Um, the coach is going to take your failure or your loss as if it's his um he's going to give you strategy or she's going to give you strategy um are these people putting in effort with what you're what you're doing um so you have to understand is it a cheerleader is it a coach if you decide that oh this person just a cheerleader you can't you know you can't trust them with the plays of the game you have to trust the coach with the plays of the game and of course we want our coach to be uh, the one and only our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but God will put people in your life to be coaches to be like, okay, I see this, I see that, might want to work on that, you know. And we can't be, um, what you call it, standoffish, or you know, we can't be to the point that we don't want to hear anything about the game that we're playing in, you know. So we have to kind of be open um, to the right people, right resources. Um, in order to not lose our momentum. Um, and how do you lose your momentum? You get comfortable, you know. We get more interested in the feedback and, and the cheerleaders of our life than the coaching. And when God is trying to get you somewhere, you know, you got to keep first things first. You have to keep the purpose and the intent of what you're doing first. Not the accolades, not the um, what the opinions of men you have to keep what god has said and got what god wants in the forefront because if you don't it's going to be very easy to become distracted it's going to be very easy to let any and everybody you know push you into things that god has not positioned or created for you to be in because it's what everybody else wants what does god want um so even in your career even in your choices even in your next move in god you have to make sure that you are not following the feedback, but you're following the coach of that game. Because when the game is over, when God cracks the sky and say, I'm coming back for my church, when it's over, it's over. Ain't no redos. Ain't no let me try again. Just like the man said, give me a little time before you cut it down. And, of course, if you read um, further along, you understand that the fig tree was cut down because it didn't yield anything. It didn't produce anything. Has God caused you to walk into a different scenery a different place, um, a, a different uh, a level of ministry. Has he did that and allowed you to look back and see that, hey, you have collected this harvest. You have worked on this. You have did this. You've done what I told you to do. Now it's time to move. Okay. Are you going to sit there and keep on going back and forth? 
because you have the applause of men or are you going to move and do something that is different and what God has position and purpose for you to do. And so do not lose momentum. How do I lose momentum? I let other people gas me up instead of training in strength. Um, they have strength training. Even though you don't feel like it's working or, or whatever, you're training by using the opposition that you receive. And so that is what makes it so effective. It's not that you're using um, 17 different um, uh, things of equipment to perfect your body. Strength training or, or, or whatever you want to call it, that is for you to use what you already have on you as an opposing force to help you shed, you know, weight or, um, you know, get in better shape. You're already using what you have. If God is telling you to use what you already have, do that because he's trying to train you and, and strength train you. He's trying to get you to a place that whatever you're doing, whatever obstacle you're facing, it's going to become like none of none effect. It's going to be null and void. Um, sometimes people ask me, you know, like, uh, this is bothering you. Don't you know this is going to happen if you do X, Y, Z? And I'd be like, yeah, but I've had strength training because the, the simple fact is when you've gone through something so many times and experienced something so many times, you, you're not afraid of that because you know how to overcome it. You know what it is and you know how to handle it. So don't ever think that opposition is just to make your life miserable, but opposition is to prepare your mind and help you to overcome those obstacles so you can keep going that you don't lose momentum, that you don't lose speed, that you don't lose agility, that you don't lose endurance because you should already know what this is. You should already know what's going on and why it's going on. You know, you should already be like, oh, I see you, devil. Okay, I know where you're coming from. Thank you. Goodbye. Get out of my face. You know, you should already know what's coming up next when God is strip training you. So don't lose momentum. You know, um, I, in my heart, deep down in my heart, y'all go last. I love to see people run and I mean maybe it's just me because I wasn't a runner in, in school like they made you run regardless I did the field events but I enjoy that because it's like okay you you think you know who's gonna win but it takes skill it takes you know them having practice on what to do against the opposition of the wind and so you think you know who's gonna win everybody's fast now this is this will bless you everybody is fast at their own speed everybody has been deemed as fast whoever is in the 400 you know but it's it takes more than being fast it takes more than being a christian it takes more than being powerful it takes more than being you for you to accomplish the thing that you need to do you have to have momentum you have to have something other than you know what you have to offer just up front you got to keep digging and I encourage anybody today, you got to keep digging because you're never going to know the fullness of your purpose and who God's called you to be if you stop digging because you found one good treasure or two good treasures or something good or something you can be comfortable with. No, keep digging because real talk, um, of course, we say the graveyard is most um, richest place ever because you have a lot of people who die with so much purpose in them that never comes forth. But I, I venture to say also, you know, the most expensive place sometimes is our churches because we have so many people who have so many gifts and so many purposes, but they never walk in it because they're worried about sister so-and-so. They're worried about 
um, who's going to receive me. They're going to worry about, am I going to get an accolade or not? Am I going to be received? Am, am I going to be, you know, on the front line? I don't care what line I'm on, as long as I'm on the line. Because if I'm in the army of God, I'm in the army of the Lord, it don't matter. As long as I'm fighting, as long as I have my equipment and my weapons, I'm good. If you're not on the front line, because front line, you get fiery darts thrown at you all the time. So I don't know what you're trying to go to the front line for, but amen. Um, just saying. Uh, <laughs> but I don't care what line you're on. You are important. I tell anybody, you are important. I can't be the usher and I can't be the deacon and be the praise and worship leader. I can't do all that at one time. You are important. No job is bigger than the other because I promise you this. If you walk in the church and the, and the light's not on, you will be up there having church in the dark. Your job is important. I don't care. Even in your workplace, you are important. But you have to don't lose momentum worried about the applause of men. Don't lose momentum worried about Who's going to be, you know, um, you know, just give you accolades or shouting you out. You got to believe in yourself and the purpose that God has given you more than anybody else, more than your dog, your cat, your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother. You have to believe that this is what God has called for you to do, that ain't nobody can do this like me because that's God, what God created me to do. And so you have to understand that I don't want to lose momentum. I don't want to chase the applause of men. Do I have a bungee cord or do I have a propeller as a friend? Do I have a cheerleader or a coach? And you have to be able to separate those because you're going to get into a place where you're going to follow the voices of other people quicker than you follow the voice of God because, oh, they can't see God. They can't hear God. They don't know what God told me to do. Uh-uh. No, no, no. That's not true in all cases. A lot of people, especially when they love you, they know what God has called for you to do, and they're just waiting for you to walk in. And those people like to push you. That's a coach. But when you just have a cheerleader that said, oh, you did good, and I appreciate this. Okay, amen. Glory be to God. All glory go to God. But make sure that you are following the right voice. Mute all those other voices for a season so you can hear what God is saying. You know, because me, I'm, I'm a, um, you know, I'm a firm. I'm going to let you know how much I love you, how much I care. I mean, I feel some type of way if I can't, you know, but everybody's not the same, you know. And so in that, don't lose momentum. Don't let people get in the view of where God is trying to call you to and trying to get you to go. I'm not worried about the feedback. I'm worried about the feedback of heaven. If feedback from heaven says that you're not on target and you're not on the mark, then I need to reassess why I'm doing what I'm doing, who I'm doing it for, and what is the cause. Because I promise you, the cause is always going to be there, even if the applause is not.